0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Galatians 5, and 25. And we're teaching on the subject of, of the fruit of the Spirit. And I like this because, you know, uh, I want to walk... How many people want to walk in health in here? How many people want to be a little bit more healthy? Amen. And, uh, and, you know, I, I really believe that that's a, uh, a connection. Our, our health is a connection to how much love we walk in. Amen. Would you agree with me? Disease and sickness, I believe, is brought on by stress and brought on by, by us having, you know, bad feelings towards other people and us harboring ill will and bitterness. And we need to get that out. Amen. Amen. And we need to start walking in the love of God. And and that's the new covenant. The new covenant is a covenant of love. Amen. And so in Galatian here, it talks about that. I talked about earlier this uh, summer about the gifts of the spirit. You remember that series about the power gifts and God wants us walking in the gifts. But, you know, those gifts are given by God. But fruit um, is developed.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: And and it's developed in our lives. In other words, we have to exercise um, our faith for the fruit to develop. And really it comes from, it doesn't come by forcing, it comes by abiding. I'm going to say this again. If you want to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to have to learn to abide in the Spirit. You're going to have to learn to abide in God. Amen? You may say, how do you do that? Well, you do that by meditating on the word of God, by by spending time worshiping and giving him honor and praise every day by by thinking about the Lord every day. Amen. In other words, the Bible says we need to be heavenly minded. Look at your neighbor and say, be heavenly minded. And so we're in a we're in a world system where the world and our problems and everything else wants us to be focused on that. But we need to be focused on God. Amen. And the happiest Christians in the on this planet are the ones that are heavily minded. Amen. And so and so if we are focused in abiding in him, then it's just a natural will will be nice people. Amen. And sometimes you have to work at being nice. Anybody ever have to work at being nice in here? Because we're all dealing with issues and we're dealing with problems and we're dealing with things. And sometimes you just got to just just act nice. Amen. amen. And, you know, I'm going to say this, that you're you can control your attitude. Amen. Can I say that again? You can control your attitude. You don't need to have your attitude or your feelings control you. You can control it. Amen. amen. So, amen. So uh, here in Galatians five twenty two and 25... It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Amen. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And, of course, you're thinking, I don't have any of these. Okay. No, you do. You have the love of God in you. Amen. And um, this this is something that... That, that the love of God is, the Bible says, is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So when you get Jesus, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Jesus comes into your life. He comes into your life. And then the manifestation of Jesus is the fruit of the Spirit. You believe that today? And so here, we're going we're gonna to explore the fruit of kindness today. Amen. Kindness. And, and and kindness i really believe i was i was thinking about kindness and i believe kindness is a fruit that's designed to really open the hearts of people around us think about that in other words we you know you are called to be an influence you are called you know we're not just down here just for ourselves and just to get blessed and it's not just it's not just about us. The, like I always say, the false trinity, me, myself, and I. You know, no, the, the, the thing that we constantly fight and we constantly battle as Christians, and this is the thing that we got to be very, it's, it, it's part of the flesh, is, you ready for this? Selfishness. We got to battle that because, because a lot of times it, it, we, we want to just look at what's in it for us. You know, what, what What are we going to get out of it? You know, people come to church. And they come to church and they're saying, we're looking for the right church. We're, we're just trying to find just the perfect church. Well, when they show up, it becomes imperfect. Okay. Are you listening to my story today? In other words, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they church shop. And they and they never find a church. Why? Because no church is ever good enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, you know, you don't go to church to see what you can get out of it. You go to church to see what you can give into. See what you can give into it. In other words, our whole idea sometimes, even in in, in going to church, is what are they going to offer me? No, what are you going to offer the church? Maybe you're not worthy of the. Uh, Boy, I'm being hard this morning. <laughs> Amen. But you guys can have it. No, no, listen. No, when we come here, God draws us in to a church. And then, you know, and we sense the presence and the goodness of God. Then we need to come in and be a part of the church. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And so, listen, that's when I started growing as a Christian. I, I started growing as a Christian when I got in, in, embedded into a church. And then that's when I had to learn how to walk in the fruit of the spirit, because not everybody that I went to church with, I liked. It doesn't even know what I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about your spouse. okay? I'm talking about sometimes people can rub you the wrong way, even in church. And you have to learn to walk in love. I remember there was this one person in church that, 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 that always did something and I thought, oh, they're going to do it again. It was like worship or something. And you know, I say, oh, Lord, what is their purpose? You know, to get on my nerves. You know what I'm talking about? Now I'm not, this is years ago. Okay. <laughs> years ago. But, but the Lord revealed to me this person had a mercy gift and this person had some, had, there were some areas that was a little rough. But but there was other good areas. And I'm going to say this. In people, you've got to look at the good in people and not the bad. Amen. You've got to focus on what's good about somebody and not what you don't like about somebody. Because there's going to be always something you don't care about. It possibly a person's personality. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But you can look over that and still love people over that. And the Bible talks about all that through um, through the epistles. Amen. So I want to talk to you about kindness. And kindness, I want to just define that for you today. Kindness, and I, I came up with this with the help of the Holy Spirit. If it's no good, then it's all me. If it's good, it's the Holy Spirit was helping me out with this. Okay, so that's my disclaimer. And kindness is an act of goodness of looking out for the needs of others at one's own expense, expecting nothing in return. Oh my, whoo, man. Was that Holy Spirit or was that flesh? I think that was Holy Spirit. (laughs) Kindness is an act of goodness, um, of looking out for the needs of others at one's own expense, expecting nothing in return. What does that mean? That means that you're willing to go out on a limb for somebody without the possibility of any blessing coming back to you. In other words, you're willing to do something nice for some... Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You know, uh, what's that movie? Um, the Avengers was on last night. How many people are Marvel fans in here? How many, how many Marvel fans have we got in here? Man, we don't have any Marvel fans in here. All right. Man, this, won't, this is going over big like a lead balloon. But, but it was, I think, the age of Ultron. I think that was the, the title of, the, of it. But it was about these robots that went crazy... And this and this one superhero was there, and this one other superhero, and there was these bullets that were flying, and so he went and and he was he he was fast on his feet. He was like the flash, and he was, he was fast. And he could move so fast he was able to push that one Avenger, one of the heroes, out of harm's way, but he got shot. And so what am I saying? And he got and he died in the movie. And what am I saying? I'm saying sometimes we gotta willing to take the hit. For somebody else's preservation. That's what I'm saying. Anybody remember the movie? But anyway. uh, Sometimes we need to take the hit. In other words, sometimes we might need to go the extra mile. For somebody else. Why? Because, you know, there might be a day in your life. Where you might need somebody. Okay, I'm I'm preaching today. That you might need somebody to go the extra mile in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so when we start sowing... You know, uh, goodness, acts of kindness, you know, to people even. And this is really it goes greater than the people, you know, because it's easy to love people that you know and that you love that you're in relationship with. What about loving people you don't know? You don't know their character. You don't know who they are. What about extending some love towards People outside of your realm of influence that can't love you back or may not even love you back. Are you willing to, to, to extend an act of kindness? Look at Psalms 41, 1 and 3, because this is powerful. And I don't think we understand how powerful and the blessings that, that can come from us being uh, uh, good doers, if I may. Now, uh, Here, I love this. In Acts, I'm sorry, Psalms 41, 1 through 3. Glory to God. Psalms 41, 1 through 3. It says, Bless is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him On his bed of illness, you will sustain him on his sick bed. Think about that. He's saying here, blesses he who considers the poor. And and then there's those that consider poor. It says the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Think about that. The the, the Lord will will, uh, preserve him and keep him alive. Will bless him here on the earth. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, when we poor, when you think of poor, I'm not just talking about giving a handout to the person that's on the side of the road holding up the sign, you know, saying, you know, uh, you know, I have nowhere to, to, to live and I need a handout. No, it, poor people are people really that, that don't know the goodness and the love of God. People that don't know the goodness and the love of God. They are destitute in this life. See, listen, we, some some of us should have a revelation, should have an inkling uh, of a revelation of how good God is. God is good. Somebody say "God God is good. He is good to us. Amen. And the reason why we want to do good, the reason why we want to... Walk in kindness towards people because God is kind to us. And if your name is written in the land's book of life, God looked down at your miserable life. At one time, your life was miserable. You say, no, not my life. No. One time when you didn't have God in your life, person that has no God in their life, their life is miserable. You may say, well, I know a lot of happy Christians. Yeah, but really, they, there's an emptiness inside of every person. There's a God-shaped void and nothing. I don't care how much money. I don't care how many things. I don't care how many toys. It doesn't matter. It won't fill that God-shaped void that Jesus fills. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because some of us need to come to the end of our life. Or or let me me say this. Some of us need to come to the end of ourselves. And we got to get to a revelation that we need more God. I need more God. Yes, I'm pretty excited about God. You see me up here. I'm excited. I'm like the Energizer Bunny. Glory to God. But I still need more of him. I'm under the anointing glory to God. But we need to be refilled. We need more of God. That's why you come to church. To get more of God. Hallelujah! And so, so we need to get a, a revelation of the goodness of God. And when we realize how good God is, it should provoke us to be givers. It should compel us to want to give out to people. And, and we're, you're, you're, when you are a good doer, when you are doing acts of kindness, what you're doing is you're bringing hope. In people's lives, especially when you're pointing to Jesus, when you do the acts of kindness. Amen. And so, what we're we're, we're, we're people that's called to bring hope to a lost and dying world. And guess what? When you start giving people hope, ooh, you know what? You're going to start walking in more hope. When you start telling people when, when they're not doing good, you know, God has a great plan for your life. The, the, the Bible says the plans that He has for you are good plans. And you know what you're doing? You're preaching to yourself. Because, because the devil's gonna try to knock you down, he's gonna try to pop your balloon. He's going to try to eat your lunch and pop your bag. And he's, there's a day. And when you start talking to people and telling people how good. Sometimes the best way to minister to people is when you're down and depressed yourself. I remember that I was dealing one time. I was just feeling down and, and just just depressed. And I don't know why. And I said, you know, I just need to get out and go minister to somebody. I just need to go witness. I went out and I, and I went to some uh, some, rest, uh, some well a strip shop that had businesses. And I went and I started, I started talking to people about the Lord, praying for people. And it changed my whole paradigm. It got me out of the depressed state that the enemy was trying to put me. No, I went out and started doing something good. And guess what? God will start downloading his joy and his peace in your life. Too much of us. Are, we're too focused on ourselves. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And we need to get out of ourselves and get into God and start becoming the light that God called us to be. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. And we are the light of the world. Glory to God. Amen. And so here, I love this because walking in kindness towards others, it opens their hearts for, for, for us to get God into them. Amen. I love what it says in Titus 3, 3 and 7. It says, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures. Think about that. This is before we... Hopefully that's not us today. Okay. <laughs> uh, For we were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy hateful and hating one another listen listen if you're driving in your vehicle and by mistake you cut somebody off because you didn't do it on purpose and they they give you you know the peace sign half peace sign you don't give them one back we're not like that Why? because they could run you off the road they could pull out a gun and shoot you and you know what you you probably deserve it okay Why? Because we don't do the same that the world does. We don't act the way the world does. A soft answer turns away wrath. Think about that. So we don't act the way the world acts. No, no. We get so full of God that when somebody does something, like I was driving with somebody, one of my members in the church, and I don't know why, but that person flipped me off, and we just looked at each other and laughed. It was just funny to us. Because when we're walking in God, things that people do that doesn't make sense will make you laugh. Not at them, just at the situation. Because we're beyond that. Amen? We're beyond that glory to God. And so it says here for ourselves, uh, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our savior towards men appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. I love that. Not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy. In other words, God did not pick you out and called you into his kingdom because of how great you are and all the good things that you were doing in people's lives. No, he called you out and pulled you out of the darkness. Why? Because he loves you with an everlasting love. Yes, yes, thank you. And he had mercy on you and he has mercy on us. God is merciful. Yes. Thank God I'm in the kingdom. Thank God for it's not because of how great I was before I got in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, he may have saw my potential. No, I'm kidding. But are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so and so it's because of his mercy, not because of how great we are. And it says, and he saved us through the washing and regeneration, renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That's awesome. It, it just tells me that, see, see, another word for kindness, are you ready for this, is mercy. Another word for kindness is that you're showing mercy to people that may not deserve it. In other words, we're extending mercy. How many people want to walk in the mercy of God? You need to start extending some mercy. Start becoming a merciful person. How do you do that? You do good things to people that don't seemingly deserve it. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So I love this in Romans. Man, this is going over like a... Man, you guys fired up today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are listening today. Listen, man, when, when I started watching Todd White... And I started seeing all the... See, Todd White does acts of kindness wherever he goes... And I'm watching this guy. I said, I do it too, but he does it more than I do. And I got a little jealous. I, I, I admit, I got jealous. I said, this Todd White seems like, he seems like he's doing it and he's doing it with such love. Man, this guy, he's outdoing me. He seems to, I don't want this guy closer to God than me. This guy can't be more fired up than, to God than me. And this guy was making me like, this guy's more fired up than me. And I thought I was fired up. I thought I was fired up. Yeah, I I witness every once in a while. This guy does it everywhere he goes. He's always reaching out, doing acts of kindness, paying for people's stuff. And I'm like, man, this guy is doing it. What am I doing? (laughs) I know we're not supposed to compare ourselves to other people. I understand that. But it's nice to look at somebody's faith and want to emulate their faith. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to be able to see somebody doing something and want to be, you know, I want to be unselfish. I want to be a giver like that. I want to see people's lives change like that. And he's making a difference in a small way. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so I started doing some of these acts of kindness and and people started like responding very positively. And then I find that, boy, the joy of the Lord is in me. And, I, and I'm able to get Jesus and I'm able to pray for people. And I walk away with just don't, man, I'm doing kingdom business. Glory to God. And I sense the presence of God on my life in a greater way. And I don't know, some of us need a God touch. Yeah. Some of us need to get in the presence of God, where we get so full of God. We get, we, you need to get so full of God, you get, you get the fullness of yourself out. Yes. I'm preaching this morning, glory to God. Yes. Romans 2, 4. And, do you, and Romans 2, 4 is another great scripture about the, the love and the mercy of God. it says, Or do you hold his precious kindness, talking about God, forbearance, which means he overlooks our weaknesses and our sins... And patience in low esteem. So, so, so Paul is saying, to, as he's writing this, are, to people that may not be walking you know, with God like they should be. Maybe Christians that are not really full throttled in God. He's saying that there's areas in your life you need to get right. And God's giving you grace and giving you time to change in some areas. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And he's giving you some time. And he said, don't take for granted God's goodness. Don't, if, you're, if maybe you have some sin in your life and the hammer hasn't dropped, it's only because of God's goodness. It's only because of God's grace. Maybe you're maintaining in God. I don't want to maintain in God. And you're able to get away with some things. But you never get away with anything. Because eventually we'll all catch up. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Well, no matter what we do, you're going to reap what you sow. Are you listening? See, listen, this is amazing to me. You know, God is a God of faith and and and, but faith is and we're saved by grace. And it's not about works. And people love that message. Pastor, it's not about works. It's all about grace. It means I can sit around and do nothing because the grace covers me. No, your grace is not about you sitting around doing nothing and having people wait on you. That's not what grace is about. Grace is about empowering you to do something. Can I say again? God's grace empowers us to be a blessing to somebody. That's what his grace empowers. In other words, God's grace will, will give you finances so you can finance the kingdom. His grace will give you abilities so that you can use those abilities to glorify God. His grace is not designed for you to sit on your duff and do nothing. His grace empowers you to do something. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It empowers you. And, then, and I'm reading these scriptures. And one scripture says, you know, you, you, you cast devils out and you do all these things. And, and it sounds like good works. Right? And then, then Jesus said, But, but you're going to go to, you're going to stand in front, and, and, and Jesus is going to say, you know, I, you know, I never knew you, you who practiced lawlessness. Do you guys remember that scripture? That's a scary one. And so he says this to his people that seem to be doing the right things. And, and, and I see that because these people, they were doing right things, and they were thinking the right things were, were covering their bad things. In other words, they were living a double life. They were living a worldly life. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? They were living in sin six days a week and serving God on Sunday morning. And just serving God on Sunday morning does not cover all the bad that we do six days a week thinking that we're getting away with it. And then Jesus said, I never do. You who practice. That's the key. We don't practice sin. No, we shun sin. We run from sin. We run from it. We shun it. We get it out of our lives any way we can. We don't tolerate sin. Sin will make cowards of us all. It will keep us from our purpose. It will keep us from doing what God wants us to do. It will keep us from being the light. We can't afford to have sin in our lives. And then, number two, Jesus is also preaching, and he's saying, you know, to the people, you know, he's talking about the goats. And the sheep and he says to the sheep, you, you, you visit people in the hospital and you did this and you did all these good things. And he was commending the sheep and he said, come into my father's house and receive the inheritance. But he says something similar. He says to the other people, you, you, you didn't give you didn't visit anybody in the hospital. You didn't do all these things. So he's equating some works on these people. He's going to everlasting fire. This is pretty sobering this morning. And so I'm just trying to contrast some things. I'm not saying we're saved by works. No, you're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. You're saved by the grace of God. But, but, but works is a part of our walk. We're saved to, for good works. Are you listening to what? Now I'm breaking out my Bible. Oh, my gosh. Now I got the Bible. Oh, my pastor, you got the Bible out now. I mean, you're not going on your notes anymore. My Lord Jesus. Okay, let's go to Ephesians two eight. Let me just... Man, can I go off the, my notes for a couple minutes? Why? Because, listen, we're called to do good works. We're called to be good doers. That's what our calling is. What's your calling? To do something good for somebody today. To be a blessing to somebody, to pray for somebody, to witness for somebody, to buy somebody's lunch, to talk to somebody about Jesus. That's why I'm here. That's why I exist. We're here to bring some people to heaven. There's two things you can't do in heaven. Are you ready for this? I'm trying to think about it right now. What are the two things, Lord? Two things. You can't sin in heaven. And you can't get people saved in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Those are two things. Two things you can do down here. You can definitely sin. What? Pastor, I thought Christians were redeemed from sin. No, you have a free will. Choose this day who you serve. You can serve God or the devil. You can serve God or yourself. Either God's on the throne of your heart or you are on the throne of your heart. And in essence, if you are on the throne of your heart, the devil is moving you around and directing your Pass. Amen. Are you hearing what I So if you're on the throne of your heart, then God then Jesus isn't. Some of us may have kicked Jesus off the throne of our heart and we're still Christians. That's when you think you can handle it. You can't handle the truth. You can't you can't handle living this life. Are you man. I got a lot of movies stuck in my head. Can you can you work with me this morning? Okay, Ephesians two. Look at eight. Look at eight. Lord of God. Can you tell I'm having fun today? You know what? You know, I'm going to say this, man. It's easy serving God. It's so easy. It's, it, his yoke is easy. His burdens are light. And when you start loving on God, God loves you and he loves your personality. You may not be, you know, uh, you know like me. You, may, you, may, you may, may, may be hard for you to talk to somebody you know, me, I can talk to a rock, you know, I, I, I can talk to anybody, you know, for hours. I can talk to myself for hours and they think I'm crazy, you know. But listen, uh, you, but, but you, could, you could wear a T-shirt, a Christian T-shirt. You can let your light shine just by wearing a T-shirt, going out and, and wearing a exceed Life T-shirt. Glory to God. That says that, that you know, you, you can wear a Christian T-shirt and somebody can read your T-shirt and you could be a walking billboard for God. And you don't even have to say anything. Amen. You can be a witness. So don't say, oh, I'm not like you, Pastor. I'm quiet. That's my personality. Well, well, you know what? People say that. But listen, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, you you're not quiet anymore. In other words, you have, listen, it's shut up in my bones. I can't quit praying. I can't quit fasting. I can't quit speaking about God. It's in me. I have to do it. I'm kind of like Jeremiah. It's shut up in my bones. I, I can't go without a certain amount of time without talking about Jesus. Why? Because if you continue to talk about Jesus, you will walk the overcoming life can okay, can you back that up pastor sure Re- revelation twelve eleven we overcome by the blood of the lamb and why by the word of our testimony you walk in this overcoming life by testifying how good God is to you yes, yes. and you become an overcomer the more you talk about good god's goodness the more of an overcomer you start becoming yes. God healed me God did this for me God Set me free here. You know, God, if it wasn't for God, I don't know where I'd be at. You keep reinforcing the goodness of God in your life, and you become a mighty conqueror. But the people that keep their mouths shut, they don't say anything about God. My, and take this uh, idea that, that, that my faith is a private faith. No, your faith isn't a private faith. My faith is private. It's, it's between me and God. Uh, it's not private. No, your faith needs to be public. If you're arrested for being a Christian, is there enough evidence on you? Is there enough evidence on your phone that can convict you of being a Christian? And if it's not, then you're in trouble. If, if you can't quote one scripture, if you don't know John 3.16, Oh, my Lord Jesus. Does anybody know John three sixteen? Put that up. John 3.16, those are the numbers of hope. That's the, that's the whole the, the whole you know New Testament is based on John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If there's any scripture you should have memorized, is that one? For God did not send his son, and the 17 is is just as powerful. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. In other words, God's not looking to condemn you. I'm not looking to condemn you today. I'm looking to get you up into a place where you're walking full throttle in God. And I tell you, you won't regret it. See, listen. Sometimes people may reject you. Sometimes people may say no. Sometimes people may. Yesterday, man, yes. Can I talk to you about yesterday, man? I'm trying to get to this scripture. I, we, I, you know, we had, we had a men's breakfast yesterday. Amen. And so I picked up one of the guys from our church, and I because he didn't have a, a transportation to get there, so I picked him up, and and I, we, we went to. Um, where did we go Golden Crow. Thank you. And um, and so there was this older guy that was behind. And I thought, I'm going to do something nice. I'm going to pull Todd White. I'm going to pay for this guy's meal. He's an older guy. He looks like a veteran. Looks like he'd been in the military. He looks like he's in his 90s. I mean, the guy was looked old. And so and he just kind of, he kind of hobbles up behind us. I said, sir, I want to pay for your breakfast this morning. He said, no. <laughs> no, no, son. <laughs> I said, no, no. He said, the government takes care of me and I'm good. So you got your faith in the government. No, I didn't say that, but (laughs) some people do. (laughs) They got their faith in the government. Check. No, you better have your faith in God. First and foremost, the government can dry up, but God will never dry up. God can get you finances. God can get you supplies. God can get you. Don't put your faith in the government. Put your faith in God. And this guy said, no, the government takes care of me. I, and, and they spent all this money on me. And I just came out of the hospital. And I said, man, you're blessed. Can you buy my meal? No, I, I didn't say that. But what I thought about, it, I, man, you're more blessed than me. Uh, I need some money, you know. And so I said, no, 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 let me buy it. He wouldn't let me. I said, what's your name? And this guy was obvious Caucasian. He said, Pablo. And I said, this guy is his name. And this guy was, and I tried to shake his hand. He said, I don't shake hands. And I tried to give him a fist pump. He says, I don't do fist pumps. I said, well, sir, I'm not worthy to be in your presence, man. You got it all handled today. So I didn't buy his breakfast. I could have forced it, but I didn't want to get punched out. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because I think he may have got he may hurt me son. You know, I can you know, I don't know what he would have done. I, I just kept moving on. You know what I'm talking about? There's some people you just can't bless. But you know what? That, let, that lets you off the hook. I just saved 10 bucks. You know what I'm talking about? If they don't if they don't receive it, then you just save some money. Right? No, listen, you want to bless people as far as you can, but not everybody's going to receive the blessing. But don't let the, the rejectors, you know, de- uh, de- uh, don't listen. How many people have invited people to church in here and they said they're coming and they haven't showed up yet? How many people say, I'll even pick you up and they, and they reject you and they don't even come? Keep asking, keep moving, be you know until they say, "Get away from me, keep saying keep hey i 'm free this sunday, I'll pick you up, you, know, just keep doing it every week, until they tell you to get out of your face, are <laughs> you right, "Why?" just be love, just walk in love, say i'm here, I understand where you're coming from. I used to be a lot like you, no, don 't say that, but <laughs> I used, I used to be all about myself and didn't care about anybody else. No, no, don't say that. but are you hear what I'm saying to you today? In other words, we need to walk in love. Amen. Why? Because somebody loved you, you your, mom, your mama loved you through all your temper tantrums. Yeah. Your mama, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I, I think we need to give some honor to moms tonight <laughs> this morning. But anyway, look at 2 look eight at here. Man, gosh, look, look at that. It says here, 2, 8 through 10. It says here, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. I'm trying to help my guy up back here. Uh, For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works. Let anyone should boast. And then we stop there. There it is, pastor, not of works. We're saved by grace. I'm stuck on that. I said, have you read the rest of it? Oh, no, I like to pick and choose my own scriptures that I stand on. Thank you very much. No, no, there's a context and there's there's more to it. You know, there's more to the story. So so you got to keep reading the Bible. You just don't stop. A lot of people like to stop. See, I'm saved by grace. Yeah, but what about all those people Jesus talked about that's going to hell? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, let's continue. For we are his workmanship. You you might say, you're making me nervous, Pastor. I hope I am. I hope I'm making you very nervous. For we are his workmanship. It's not me. It's your own heart. (laughs) For we are his workmanship. Oh, man. For we are his workmanship created. You didn't know you were going to get this this morning. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Can somebody read that? Good works. We're created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh, my Lord Jesus. There's more to the story. You mean we're, 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 we're saved for good works? Oh, my Lord Jesus. <laughs> Pastors preaching on kindness, being a good doer. And it, but my faith isn't about works. No, James says if, you, if your faith doesn't have any action in it, you have dead faith. In other words, if your faith is not causing you to move. Now, I know you guys all have faith. This is all for the people that missed church today. and We're going to send a CD to. I, we understand. You got faith. You made a church. But, but what I'm saying to you today is our faith should cause us to do something. Yes. Amen. It should compel us to do something. Glory to God. So, so it's the kindness of God. Amen. But Romans 5.8. But God, but God demonstrated his own love towards us. That while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. So why we were sinners, why we were cursing God, Jesus died for us. Amen? And so listen, so, so, so we need to be kind because God was kind to us, glory to God. Now I love this because kindness it, there's, you, can, you can look at, you, you can define who do you be kind to? Who do you be kind to? Let, let me give you a, a, a people that you need to be kind to, everybody. Can I just be kind just to my brothers? Because the Bible says, do good to those that are in the household of faith. Yes, we should be loving us, each other in here. We sh- that's how people know that we're Christians, because we love each other. If one of us have a problem in the church, we should be there to try to get that problem fixed. Amen. But it says here in Luke 6, 27 to 36, it says in 27, but I say to you, Um, This is Jesus speaking in red. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Now, now be a do a good doer to those that hate you. Now, as I was thinking about this, I don't think I have anybody that hates me. Except maybe this morning. No, I won't get there. But uh, people that 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 do good to those. Let's read that again. Do, Do good to those who hate you. Do you have people in your life that do good to those who hate you, who hate you? So do you have people that that you know that doesn't like you? You know, I read this, do good to those, the people that you hate. But actually, do good to those people that hate you. It's not the people that you hate. It's the people that that don't care about you. In other words, you know how they they treat you with, with disrespect. They treat you with dishonor. They treat you like you're nothing. But no, no, you need to do good to those type of people. Oh, pastor, that's going big. That's going big. Bless those who curse you. Bless those who curse you. Yeah. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Pray for those that are trying to take advantage of you. You know, the Bible actually says if there is a believer. Man, can I come down here? If there is a believer. I'm going to come down here so I can see the whites of your eyes. If there is a believer that you're in business with and they defraud you, in other words, they don't, you know, you loan them some money and they don't pay you back. And they like say, well, just forgive me anyway. And and, and you sh- Paul said you shouldn't take them to court because if they're a believer, you should go to the pastor. Of course, if they're in a local church and then we'll try to iron it out and all that. You know, there, there are things that we should do to try to talk to somebody that's out of order. But um, but but it says if you can't get it right, you shouldn't go to the authorities like go to. The court, you should just let it go and let them defraud you. Amen. That's pretty strong, Pastor. What if it's $1,000? doesn't matter. In other words, you just let it go. Just consider it. And then you know what Paul says? Paul says people like that, if they're defrauding you, Paul said they, he was doubting their salvation anyway. And he was doubting even if they had faith. And if they continue doing what they do, doing, there's going to be judgment that's coming down on their doors. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 listen, nobody gets away with anything. We walk in love regardless of what somebody else does. Glory to God. We walk in the love of God. So you see this. It says here, you know, uh, but I say to you love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. But let me just go down to, to, to just the main text. I want to hit right here. And if, and it's Luke 633. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that for you? For even sinners do the same. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the text. It's 35. But love your enemies. Do good. Lend. Hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. Now, I want you to read this. In Luke six thirty-five. This is about being a good doer to those that don't deserve it. It says, but love your enemies. Do good. And lend. Hoping for nothing in return. This is Jesus. Love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. Think about this. Jesus is saying that we're supposed to love our enemies, lend to people, even people we love. And if they don't pay you back, don't worry about it. Let it go. Because that thing could be sticking in your crawl. That thing could be causing bitterness and causing all kinds of problems in your life. Let money always causes problems. Yes, Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Money issues. And it says here, and your reward will be great and you'll be the sons of the most high. For he is kind to the unthankful and the evil, I love that. God is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Think about that. How much more should we be? If God is unkind to in other words, you say, you may do something nice for somebody, and they may never thank you, well, do you deserve a thanks? Are you doing it for the thank you? Boy, I'm preaching today. Are you waiting for some kind of, you know, you know, some kind of reciprocation? Now it's good when they reciprocate. But are you waiting for the thank you? You may wait a long time. Some people may not thank you for the good things you do. But don't expect that out of them. In other words, you love people not because they love you. Because Jesus loves you. You love people because he loved you first. And because he loved you first, you extend that love to others. People, glory to God. And as we start loving other people, I mean, there's so many stories in the Bible. You know, I was thinking, I was just reading the story this morning. I'm closing. And, uh, you know, you guys remember the story of, of Queen Esther. Do you remember that story? Well, Queen Esther, she was, uh, she was raised up by Mordecai, I believe it was Mordecai, her uncle. I guess her parents died. But she was beautiful. And she, and she married the king of, I think, Persia. And uh and he, he his wife wasn't honoring him, so she, he he divorced her, and then he he had all these ladies. You guys remember the story? And I'm telling you, he's king. It's good to be king. And he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the fairest woman of the whole land, right? And he ended up picking Esther, Queen Esther, and she was Jewish. And then there was a man named Haman. You guys remember him? And he was the bad guy, and and, and he was one of the king's advisors. And 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 Mordecai was the uncle that would be around the, the palace. I don't know why, but he always going to be hanging around the palace. And uh, so Haman would walk by and he was a high official of the king. And he was waiting and people would bow to Haman. But Mordecai didn't bow to him. Amen. Mordecai said, I don't bow to anybody but God. And Haman got mad. And see, see, see more, uh, ha- ha- uh, Haman represents the devil. And the devil wants you bowing to him. And so, so when, when Haman didn't receive what he thought the honor he deserved, because he was a high official in the, in the king's court, he said he figured out a way. And he knew that Mordecai was a Jew. He thought, I'm going to wipe out the Jews. And I'm going to work out this plan with the king. And I said, and so he went to the king and he said to the king, he said, listen, the Jews, they don't follow our customs. They don't follow the way we do things. We need to write a decree. We need to annihilate the Jews because eventually they may overtake us. And basically, that's what he was saying. They may end up revolting against us. So so the king thought that was good. And when he signed that decree, Mordecai found out about it, uh, you know, and started weeping there. And then the queen said, what does that have to do with me I haven't seen the king in 30 days if I go it could be my head cut off because you can only go if they if the king calls you into the courts and then Mordecai says well listen if you don't go you know God's gonna figure out another way to save us but but your head will still be on a chopping block she said I better do something Are you in other words if we don't do something our head could eventually be on I believe that in other words if we don't start walking in love if we don't start doing things then we're not going to see the blessings and the grace of God and, and changing people's lives and so she fasted for three days went in there and she got in front of the king was able to turn everything around but one of the things that she did was she said I want an audience with you the king and with Haman and so they were you know, and she had a great dinner, but she didn't tell them what they wanted to do. The, that night, the king couldn't sleep, and he started looking through the books uh, of they wrote down the history, their history. And he saw in the books that Mordecai did a good deed, that, that, that Mordecai, her uncle, uh, 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 discovered a plot to kill the king. And and so Mordecai was the one that, that revealed the plot and saved the king's life. And the king says, "What can I do for this good deed that never went unnoticed?" And see, and so and so the next day he he, he the king finds out that Haman wants to kill Mordecai. But he doesn't say anything, and he says to the, he says Listen to the king. Uh, king Haman uh, Haman Hammond, uh, uh, Hammond comes into his courts, and the king says, "Who? What should I do for the man that I want to honor?" And and Haman thinks it's him. He put him on a horse, ride him around, put the king's vestige on, and let a high official say, "This is the man that the king wants to honor." And the king says, "Good. Do all that. Do it quickly, and do it for Mordecai." Think about that. In other words, Mordecai did an act of kindness years ago that went unnoticed. And I'm going to say this: even you may have done acts of kindness in the past, but it never goes unnoticed with God. And eventually, there's going to be a day where you're going to be honored for your acts of kindness. There's going to be a day. It may not be in this life, but I bet you will be in the life thereafter. You will be honored by the acts of kindness that you do. And Mordecai was prancing around on that horse. Why? Why? Why Haman was like. Hell, the man that you know—he's choking on it. And then that night, Hammond's there, and the queen drops the bomb and says, "There's a man that wants to destroy me and my family and my and my whole, uh, you know, uh, nation." And and the king said, "Who? That man?" And Hammond "Uh," got—I mean, uh, uh, Hammond got. Guess what happened? Hammond made gallows. For Mordecai to be hung on, but he was hung on his own gallows. Here's here's the story here. See, listen, we can be, we can end up being Hammon. What, pastor? In other words, you can allow somebody to hurt you to where you want them to be hung on the gallows. And we hold it against people. And we don't do, and we don't walk in love. And we don't pray for them. And we got to be very careful we don't turn into the Hammon. We got to be very careful. We don't allow hurt and pain of other people that inflicted on us where we want them to be hung on gallows because of, because we could be the one ended up on the gallows because we don't know where those people are at. Maybe they're repentant. Maybe they have changed their lives. Maybe they're not the same people that they used to be. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And we need to make sure that we let go and we don't let those people hinder our blessing and hinder us from being honored in the day that God wants to honor us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God has a blessing for each one of us and as we become people that extend blessings to others and extend mercy especially to those that don't deserve it, God will bless you. It will be a day of honor. You are coming to a day of honor. We're all coming to a day of honor because Jesus is coming back. He's going to split the eastern sky. He's going to have a banquet table. We're going to be sitting at it and we're we're going to be there for seven years during the tribulation of going down on earth. And, and Jesus will be showing us and honoring us and honoring us because we honored him down here. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, I believe you received it. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies. And I thank you for your goodness. And I thank you, Father, for your love. And Thanks. Father God, I thank you. Oh, for all the people here and those watching online. And I'm going to say a good deed never goes unnoticed. And God has a book in heaven and he writes down every good deed that we do. And there's a place of honor for every person that's out there doing unselfish deeds in love for others. And the Bible says God will not forget the labor of love that we show towards one another as we minister to one another. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're uh, watching online. And you know it's time for you to move forward in God. If you haven't received Jesus, today's the day. Put Jesus on the throne of your heart. If you're ready to do that and you're in this audience today or you're watching online, say this with me and meaning in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.